This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey there, I'm Betsy, and this is the High School Hamster Whale Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Today's episode is very special to me. My firstborn son graduated from high school this week, and it's been a roller coaster of emotion as we prepare to send him off to college in the fall. In addition to that big adjustment, my family is making a huge move from Florida to New Jersey this summer. Needless to say, I am up to my elbows in packing material and tissues as I burst into spontaneous tears more frequently as the days go on. Twelve years ago, we moved into our Florida home, and almost immediately our boys made friends in the neighborhood. Little did we know back then that these would be friendships that would last a lifetime. It started out as six boys, who I lovingly refer to as the six-pack, and then over the past 12 years, the group grew to include several more. I've watched these kids grow up together through elementary school, then middle school, and finally high school. Some will be headed in the same direction this fall. Go Knights, charge on, and others will take a different path. As a gift to me, I asked this gang of high school grads to join me for this episode. We talked about their high school experience, what they wish was different, and the stress they endured. Be sure to listen to the end as they offer lots of great advice for incoming freshmen and their parents. Just a quick note for my listeners, this will be my last podcast episode until the fall. I will be packing up my microphone along with the contents of our home and moving it all to New Jersey this summer, and I'll return in September. I'll be on social media here and there, but not much. I'm actually looking forward to a bit of a disconnect for a while. Please know I will still be available by email. It might just take me a little bit to respond. So feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear how things are going with you and your teenagers. All that said, please enjoy this conversation with my favorite high school graduates. Well, welcome to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Yo, hello. hello. <laughs> wow, it sounds like an angry pack of people. So I'm here today for a long-awaited and promised episode with eight of my favorite teenagers. The majority of them actually grew up together since elementary school and have followed all the way through to high school. One joined along the way and one sort of ducked out in the last year or two, but they've remained friends since they were young. And it's really, really special for me to have them all here together. So we're going to just jump into it and start with some questions. So let's start off by why don't each of you just introduce yourself, just your name and what your plans are after graduation. So let's start with Reese. Hi, I'm Reese, and I plan on going to UCF. Do you know what you're going to be studying? I'm studying business. Okay. Jaden, how about you? Hello, my name is Jaden Scott. I'm uh, joining the United States Navy and being a hospital medic. Awesome. 
Ethan, I know what you're doing, but why don't you tell my audience what you're up to? Uh, hi, I'm Ethan. I'll be going to UCF for computer science. Okay. Michael? Hi, I'm Michael. I'll be going to UCF for computer engineering. Awesome. Sam? <laughs> hi, my name is Sam. I'm going to go to UCF for, I don't really know what right now. Okay. You're going to go to have fun and learn something. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Chris? Uh, hi, I'm Chris. I'm going to UCF for uh, pharmacy. Okay. Caitlin? Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm going to USF for business. And last but not least, Logan. Uh, yo, I'm Logan. I'm going to UCF for political science and economics. All right. So a lot of you are going to be at UCF with the exception of two of you. Um, Jaden will be in the Navy and Caitlin will be at USF, which is across the state from us, just a couple hours. So let me ask the first question. What's your biggest fear about the future? Jaden, you want to start? Uh, yeah, uh, I would say my biggest fear would probably be losing the friends that I've made along the way. Yeah, you guys are a tight knit group, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of young people don't have friends and haven't had friends as long as you all have since elementary school. So I can understand why that would be concerning. What about the rest of you? Any thoughts about that? Anything you're kind of concerned about? Or Chris, what about you? Uh, I would just say like probably. It's- I'm just kind of scared to experience the entire like different change that we're going to like a lot of us are dorming on campus and it's going to be like a whole new world that we're experiencing that I'm kind of scared to experience. So, yeah, it's a lot of change and you're going from this pretty comfortable, familiar environment to a very different environment with, fewer boundaries and nobody to wake you up if you oversleep and nobody to tell you what you're supposed to be doing all the time. Um, Not that we all do that. We're trying to get you guys going, but are you guys familiar with the term adulting? Yes. Yeah. 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 So do you guys feel ready to be adulting? Definitely not. No, (laughs) no, not at all. Kind of. Totally. Uh, Kind of. Why do you, why do you say no? Not at all. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, because, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a huge jump from like having to pay like nothing to go to school and just live life on easy mode even. And then we just kind of switch to having to live on our own and pay our own bills and stuff. And it's just like, wow, mind boggling <laughs> stuff to me. Okay, that makes sense. It is. It's a big transition, a big difference. What about the rest of you? Any thoughts on that? I said I'm pretty ready for it. Why do you say that? (laughs) Uh, Because um, I feel like, though, yeah, all the uh, the payments and stuff of, like, taxes and living and food um, is a big problem. But at the same time, I feel like I'm, I'm just ready to handle that. Okay. Are you looking forward to it? Um, I wouldn't say looking forward to pay taxes, but <laughs> I, I just <laughs> I meant are you looking forward to having, you know, different responsibility yeah, and being having freedom own. to do, you know, what I'm what I want to do. Who's looking forward to having more independence? Raise your hand. Okay, everybody. Expect it. 
Who understands the power and the challenges that you will face with that independence? Okay, all the hands go up. So with that independence comes responsibility. You guys are ready for that? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Okay, all the heads are nodding. That's a good sign. Um, So do you feel like high school prepared you for your next step? No. no. Yeah, no, I don't think it prepared us at all. I, I don't feel ready to like manage money or like pay bills regularly or anything like that at all. Okay. Jaden? I would say through like the uh, electives and clubs I took, it did prepare me like through ROTC. It, it, they, they taught me about like um, stocks and investments. And then I took auto and all that to prepare me for my career that I want to go into. Okay. What about you, Michael? I'm going to say no, especially just over COVID. It kind of just went downhill in terms of like the use of school and what we were actually learning or doing anything of value. So COVID, yeah, that was a big deal. It still is a big deal, obviously. Sam? Um, I think some parts of it did for sure, but there were a lot of like, like, uh, like you took, you take classes that really just don't help you at all, but a lot of more like, Specialized stuff or like after school activities much do a much better job of preparing you for the future. Okay. How about you, Logan? Well, at my high school, I was forced to take a personal finance class last semester of senior year. So I like learned about 401k, like Roth IRA, all that kind of stuff. So that class really helped me, but the rest of it was a little eh, depending on the class that I took. But for the most part, yeah, I think I learned enough to kind of know what to do. Yeah, that's awesome. That should be a required class in every high school across America, in my opinion. Um, so what do you guys think, what do you wish you would have learned? Or what What do you wish um, would have been different about high school? I, I do wish that there was more classes for like, uh, like how to manage your taxes and how to really like just the more adulting part of life. That's fair. So I think most of the classes that they had us take were pretty pointless or driven towards certain people more than others. So they should make some of the classes that you're forced to take, not forced to take. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. They just, when you're forced to take a class, you don't always want to take. It makes the class, it makes wanting to go to high school less enjoyable. Okay. So you feel like you should have had more choice in what classes you take. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off what Reese said there. I think that um, definitely like the only required classes should maybe be like a few cores like early on in high school. And then I feel like it should become more selective as you get towards like the end, like a college would more so that you can focus and go into the world with like a specialized skill that you have instead of just like a general education that gets you nowhere because everyone has it. That's a great suggestion. Logan, is there anything that you wish would have been different about high school? Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of classes just kind of seemed pointless and kind of like what Reese said, they were kind of built for specific people, but Honestly, I think that there's not a perfect way to run high school like anyway, because it, when you look at a high school, everyone is forced to be there. So there are people that are there that want to learn. And then there's people that are there because they have to be. So I don't think there's really a, a perfect solution to like finding a way to make everyone happy. But I think there should be 
different routes that people with different aspirations could go through to have an enjoyable time in high school. Right on. I agree with you. What about you, Caitlin? I know it's hard to get a word in edgewise with all these guys, but is there anything you would change about high school if you could? Um, I agree with all of them. I think there should be more specialized classes so it doesn't feel like you're taking pointless classes. Like I'm never going to be using geometry ever again about shapes. But yeah. (laughs) Okay. Anybody else? Any thoughts? So Michael mentioned COVID earlier, and that's really impacted the past couple years of high school. What do you think about that? I mean, do you think you lost something from a social standpoint, from an academic standpoint? What do you think? Yeah. So um, I recently did the math about like how long we've been in COVID and stuff. And uh, so for we've been in COVID for high school, we've had more time with COVID involved than not. Mm. So COVID is more normal for us in high school than it's not. And so I thought that was kind of weird to think about. In 10th grade, I felt like I had a lot more social, I don't know, just more friends in general. It's just easier to talk to people. And then when I came back um, in 12th grade, because 11th grade, I was online entirely. It was just weird to come back and see people for like almost a year and a half ago and try to talk to them. And it, would just, it just wasn't the same. So Yeah, I hear you. Uh, so I moved during COVID, so it was kind of a whole different breed, and that sucked. But even thinking about, because I, I guess it was it was special for me because everything went online, and like when I got here, I didn't really know everyone, so I just kind of talked to my friends in Florida mostly, and all of that was online. But it definitely made you know meeting people and actually like talking a lot more difficult. Uh, so I don't want to speak for everyone, but like for some of us, like we play games all day and we mostly just interact with each other. And like we're a really close group of friends in that way. But I, I do think some of that can be contributed to actually like quarantine where we're kind of forced to spend time with only each other. And, you know, we'd spend like late nights like playing together and all that stuff. And so I think um, at the end of the day, that's maybe part of why we're so close is we've mostly just been interacting with each other throughout high school. That's a really interesting point. You guys were, when everybody was home, you guys were still connecting with each other versus other people. I'd say with like COVID, um, I made the choice to go in person to school my junior year just because I thought that I would struggle with online learning. And what ended up happening was um, I didn't really know many people in school. So I kind of just spent a lot of time just like not really talking to anybody and just like on my phone. So I think like socially that kind of affected me because now I, kind of came back into school like senior year, just not really talking to as many people or not trying to make the same connections I would have like sophomore year when I was a lot more outgoing, I felt like. Okay. Um, Like what Michael said, I, during the, uh, when you could pick between online and like in-person, I think I was one of the only ones in the, in the group who did in-person classes as well. And I think that in terms of like school friends that maybe some of you guys would have lost, I think whenever I like would see them in at school, I think like the school friends that I had there, we may have became closer because while well, like everyone else was like, you know, or you were away or, or whatever, like we were we were all there and there was only I think like there was like half the students there than normally. So like the people who were there, I would say that I became a lot closer with them than I would have normally if it was like a normal year. 
Do you feel like it's get or now that you guys are done? And by the way, listeners, at the time that we're recording this, all of these teenagers have finished school. They just haven't graduated yet. So graduation comes in a couple of days. Um, do you feel like it got better this year during senior year when you came back and had more in-person and more interaction, Logan? A hundred percent. Yeah. This year compared to junior year. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for everyone. Junior year was awful. Yeah. It was not fun. Senior year so far, and it's done now. It was great. Like I, I had a had a nice time, and even in a place that I didn't know a lot of people, I got to meet more people. It was a lot more open. It was great for me personally. Yeah, moving during COVID had to be, you know, that much harder because you couldn't meet people in person. Yeah, what, it is. What, what, it is. what about you, Jaden? I would say yes. Senior year was um, way easier uh, to go off of what Logan said. Junior year was pretty bad. So I, I feel like senior year definitely gave us a chance again to experience what high school is really supposed to be. Yeah, for sure. Think about when you guys were entering high school. Everything was new, a little bit overwhelming. You didn't know what to do, where to go, how to get things done. What advice would you have for new students who will be starting high school in the fall? What's If you could give them one piece of advice, what would you tell them? Um, don't run your classes because five minutes is plenty of time to get there. And you kind of look like a fool when you're like sprinting across campus. All right. Noted. I would say have a little bit of an idea of what you want to have your profession as after high school. So you can join the right electives and the right clubs to really push you in the right direction. Okay. Um, I would say just really try not to let what other people think bother you. Because when you don't care what other people think or like what's going to happen, like how people will react to you, you can find so much more enjoyment in something that you want to do. Great. Great advice. Uh, I mean, everyone always says it, but like time management is like a huge part of everything in high school and like making sure that you can also balance having some like social life, whatever that means for you is like a really big part of it. So I just try to not go too hard on school and not go too hard into social life and just try to find a middle somewhere in there if you can. That's great advice and also very applicable in college too. Um, I'd say just like hit the ground running academically. Don't treat like your first year like a joke. Like it may seem like it doesn't matter so much because it's so far away from college, but if you don't do well, it's hard to recover from that, you know, GPA-wise. And unfortunately, that is a something that colleges view very heavily in the application process. So just don't don't stress out about it, but also don't treat it like a joke. So um, I think having, like, a good group of friends is important, or some friends, because going through high school alone seems like it would be – it would just make it a lot less enjoyable for anyone who tries to go at it alone. Um, and people in high school with you can help share, you know, your worries and problems and help you with solutions to problems and stuff. So having a good, solid friend group has definitely helped high school. Yeah, it seems to have worked for all of you. Ethan, you have something else to add? Yeah, actually, adding on to Reese's thing, um, if you are going to high school without, like, any friends, kind of, or, like, only really know, um, finding an activity you really enjoy, like a sport or like any other recreational thing, um, people really like people who share interests. And so 
if you can find a good community that shares interest with you, you can stick with them through most of high school and it'll help. Um, what about stress? Did you guys feel stressed in high school? Did you feel overwhelmed? Did you feel anxious about what was next? Ooh, a lot of hands going up here. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it's a lot. <laughs> I would be, be realistic when you're picking classes. Don't overload yourself. If you want to take a bunch of AP classes when you're, you know, at the end of high school, spread them out. Don't take, you know, six at one time. You're going to hate yourself. Like, it, it's not fun. Don't do that. Be, be really realistic with your academic expectations because you're still a person. Like, no matter how smart you are, you still have to deal with the workload. True. Very true. Yeah. With what Logan said about, like, the AP classes, like, this year I took, uh, I took three AP classes my senior year, and that was – not a good idea because by the time AP exams roll around, you have so little interest in school left and you just want to go, but you got all these exams you have to do and they're like real important that you have to do good on, but it's very hard to like stay focused and, uh, and to like study and to like try on that. Uh, yeah. So I was definitely stressed in high school. Um, and I like what Logan said, like, AP classes, from what I've experienced generally, you can be really smart, but a lot of the times, like, to pass an AP class, you just need to have time to put the work in. Like, it's just a lot of homework and a lot of busy work that's just going to get you the cushion to have a good grade. So, like, make sure you have, um, like, you choose those accordingly because they are a lot of work and sometimes they're not necessarily going to give you too much, so. Okay. What about you, Caitlin? Did you feel stressed in high school? Um, yeah. I played lacrosse, and I think that kind of made it even more stressful because I had practice like five days a week for two to three hours plus games. And so I didn't really have time to focus on my schoolwork. So it was a lot to handle all in one. But definitely do sports because you never know who you can meet, and they're fun. So. So I personally wasn't uh, that stressed through high school. I mean, there were certain times where I'd be like, whoa, I'm stressed right now. But like overall, it wasn't that bad. So I feel like if you know your own limits and you have a good head on your shoulders, you should be okay. But I mean, like they were saying, just don't overload and you should be good. To uh, go on with what Caitlin said with sports and all that, because I was in uh, volleyball for a little bit now. I would say that it definitely helped relieve some stress for me in my case. Um, but of, of course, I also took a lot of AP classes throughout the years and th that creates a lot of stress through the amount of work you have to, to do. So I'd say, yeah, I was pretty stressed this high school. My hand wasn't raised, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I want to actually add on to some of that is while school courses can be a little more challenging and do cause some stress. A very important thing, kind of like how Chris said earlier with time management is how it's seeing how many extracurriculars you can balance in your your day-to-day -day life without giving you too much stuff to do while still getting the most enjoyment you can out of it. So I would say start off light and kind of ease into it. Um, like maybe the time sensitive things like sports, start with those and then see like what else you can fit in like jobs and other activities. Uh, I'm going to add on to what Jaden and Caitlin said with the sports thing, because I did cross country and track throughout most of high school. And with having to manage practice every day after school for like two to three hours, plus like running like meets on the weekends, 
it took up a lot of time. And then obviously it was a very tiring sport. So you kind of came home, you were, you just wanted to sleep and you still had to manage homework and a lot of other stuff as well on top of that. So it was very hard to juggle, to juggle a lot of that. And it was kind of stressful at times. Also, along with like academic stress, there is a degree of social stress, no matter how you like look at it. There's a lot of, you know, that kind of stuff in, in high school. And you just have to find a way to not care about it, honestly. Like the, the best way to do it is find a good group of friends. I uh, We had known each other for years, so we didn't really have to worry about, oh, who am I going to hang out with, blah, 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 because we, we knew. And it's nice to find, you know, cursory groups here and there that you can fit into and go talk to. But it's, it's really, really good to have just like a core group that you know you can fall back on. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are super lucky to have the group that you have. Yeah. So what about social media? Do you feel like love it, hate it, could live without it, more, more trouble than it's worth? Um, personally, I'd say if we could live in a world without social media, I'd be way happier. But I'd be right, I'd be right there with you. I do think that in high school, it's a large part of the social life. So like completely unavoiding, I mean, completely avoiding it is like kind of not an option if you're trying to branch out there and meet more people. So I just would like try to stay away from it as much as you can, except for when you like want to talk to people just because it's really a bad environment of like comparing yourself and, you know, it's just bad. (laughs) Mm. Uh, I would say aspects of social media are great like the like they allow a lot of like like really easy communication with people and obviously and you you can uh you can show off like what you do in your life or like what you're proud of but then it also comes with the negative stuff of other people doing the same thing and again that's not bad but if you start to compare yourself or even like assume that like obviously everyone has bad parts of their life but no one ever shows the bad parts on social media but if like if you just if you see people always like posting and stuff, and then you just assume you never assume about their bad parts of their life, and you like, compare that, like why can't my life be like that or something? That's when it starts getting like really like negative and toxic, and that's something that you should always try to avoid. Uh, to uh, piggyback off of what Sam said, there's definitely a love hate relationship with social media because it's so great for like to communicate with people nowadays. Like it's probably one of the only ways. Um, but also the, the amount of toxicity and um, at times fake information it can bring to you, which could mess up um, what you really perceive with the news. Yep. Yep. Boy, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that you guys are so in tune with, you know, the damage it can do, the negatives and, and all of that. I'm, I guess I just didn't really think that your generation was seeing it as a negative force. So this actually gives me hope. I think it's a very helpful tool, especially during COVID with keeping communications and keeping relationships. But I think if you, if you're trusting everything you see on there and you're just doing what other people are doing, you're not really getting to know yourself more and you're just following other people's actions and it can be harmful at times actually going to add to what you said like you're happy to hear that we're all um like informed on that and i feel like a lot of kids our age actually are and like i just don't think that necessarily being informed is like the issue with it because like i i can look at a person on the internet who works out like crazy and see them and know that that's not what they look like all the time but still like constantly compare myself to them 
So like it's it's just something that you you can know, but it doesn't necessarily stop it. So I feel like a lot of people are like us. I would say because um, I do frequently hit the gym, um, and through social media, I I uh, I see a lot of um, influencers who are just with a lot of muscle, and I do honestly compare myself to them a bunch. But at times, you can just know that it's fake or modified. Okay, so let's talk about parents. Let's first talk about parents you don't know. What advice would you give to a parent whose first child is entering high school? What would you tell them that they could do well or that they should know? Any advice? Uh, What I would say is find a good mix between caring about your kid and not lording over every aspect of their life. Because if you lord over every aspect of their life, they're going to find really good ways to get around you knowing what they're doing. And so, like... They're just going to do more. But if you if you give them some freedom but still set, like, ground rules and stuff, they'll feel more independent and they won't feel as though they have to break the rules as much. Okay, good answer. Chris? Uh, I would say, like, obviously check in every now and then on, like, their grades and that kind of thing. But definitely keep it out of, like, the forefront of their mind as, like, the be-all, end-all of, like, their future. Don't try to, and definitely don't try to like constantly make them think that like they're a failure if they mess up a few times every now and then, just because like it's such a hard time in your life. What about you, Caitlin? Um, just know that grades aren't everything. So if they come home with like a bad <laughs> test score, like it's not the end of the world because there are a lot of fluff grades in high school. So if you get like an F on a test, it's not really going to drag your grade down that much as long as you have something to like boost it. Sam, did you have something to add to that? Yeah, I would say that you, you should, you should always like, you, sh- you should be there and you be as supportive as possible, but like don't force them to do anything that they don't want to do. And, and always like if in for grades, as, as long as you like know that they're trying or they like, they say stuff they're trying, then you shouldn't really care about your grades like grades are obviously important and everything but like, as long as like if you fail a test as long as you tried on the test then i don't think that you should there should be any punishment for it like, you should be well what, what ways can we do better on the test next time and instead of like give me your phone or or like a punishment of some sort reese uh i think trust is a huge aspect that a lot of parents seem to lack was that and, directed at um, me no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I seem to, I think a lot of parents seem to lack that um, for little to no reason. They, for kids who have never given their parents a reason to worry, a lot of them do and give, and they make them kids, make their kids do things or show them, show their parents things that don't need to be done. Um, and so it kind of breaks down the relationship between parents and kids. And it's more harmful than the parents realize. And I think it hurts the relationship long term. Well, and you you guys all know that I, I am a very, or I was anyway, a very strict parent. I probably still am. 
because I remember, you know, you guys would be like, well, what does Mrs. Jewell say? If Mrs. Jewell says yes, then the other parents will definitely say yes, because I was the yeah. strictest. Um, but I did always trust you guys, all of you, when you were, especially when you were together, because I knew that you were a good group of kids. Jaden, what do you have to add? Uh, to add on to what Reese said, um, definitely with the lack of trust out of nowhere, because um, high school is definitely the year, the the years where uh, your your kid's gonna grow the most and really learn how to get into the adulting stage, as we were talking about beforehand. So giving them that freedom to really explore the world, the last chances that they have to still have a little bit of um, a fallback plan. Um, it, it's it's always nice to have. Okay, Ethan. Oh, um, I don't know. I mean. I think there are some kids out there who do give a valid reason as to why maybe you should be stricter with parenting. But I would say for maybe half of our high school that it's, it's, you don't always have to put up that front first of being so strict. I would argue maybe you can give them a chance. I mean, can't be too big of a chance because it could end like an illegal issue. But for the most part, like most decisions, <laughs> let them, let them, feel their way around on their own and try things out. But if it does start to get bad, then that's when you can enforce maybe stricter rules. But I think giving the freedom in the first place is a good learning experience at the very least about what you can and can't do. So in other words, give them the freedom to fail and make mistakes. Yeah, sure. Michael, do you have anything to add to that? Um, Not really. I mean, you definitely need some amount of freedom, but you need to be able to, I, it's like you need your parents to be there for you, but not too much. It's like when they're when they're there too much, it kind of just seems like over controlling. But when they're not there enough, there's not enough guidance. So mm-hmm. it's like you need to find the good mix of that between just letting your kid have enough freedom and knowing where to push them to go. Yeah, balance is important, and sometimes we struggle with it as parents mm-hmm. because we want to protect you, but we also want to give you that independence. Logan, did you have something to add? Um, I would say as parents don't like stray away from incentivizing hard work. Like if, if your like child is working hard, like the best way, honestly, I can think about doing it is don't punish them when they do bad, but like reward them when they do good. If your kid's working hard and like genuinely doing good in school on their own, like hard work, that should be like a positive thing. It shouldn't just be like a pat on the back. I would say kind of shy away from punishing students if they're doing bad in school because there could be you know mental health stuff that's that's going on other extenuating circumstances that could be affecting their performance but try to more you know show them they're really you know that it matters when they're doing good all great advice okay i want to ask you guys one more question so you're gonna have to think about it is there anything you want to tell your parents about your experience during high school, about what's in your future, about what your experience has been with them, what you want them, anything you want them to know. Are you going to show this to them, Ms. Jewel? Well, Mm. they can listen to this if they want to. Yeah. (laughs) Reese, what do you have to say? So I think my parents did like the best job that they could. I think that they did fantastic. Um, they gave me room and they trusted me with my grades. And, you know, when I struggled, they helped me. And I think they were the perfect parents and they just, I don't know, there's nothing that I look back on and I'm like, they did that wrong. 
you know? So I feel like they helped me become the best version of myself throughout high school. Oh, that's great. That's great. And, you know, we, we try our hardest, we try to do our best, but we make mistakes. We're not perfect. So I'm sure your parents are going to be happy to hear that. What about you, Jaden? I would say, um, though, I know my parents definitely did try to be perfect parents. There was definitely, of course, mistakes. Um, like, I guess in my, I guess in my opinion, it was like through trust. Um, but sometimes it's understandable. Um, but, um, but I'd say that they, they did their best. Ethan. Yeah. So (laughs) I will say, I do think it started out a little strict, but I think that comes with me being the oldest child and it being a very new experience for you guys and for me. But I would say over the couple of years that it's definitely gotten a lot better. Um, and looking back on it now, I'm a lot more thankful that I'm not like some loser doing drugs or something and like not going to go anywhere in my life. I, in the moment it feels bad, but you can look back on it and appreciate that you're turning out to be a responsible person who's like ready for college or whatever you're going to do with your life, as opposed to like any of homeless on the streets. Hmm. Thanks Eve. I'm not going to cry. Michael, <laughs> Michael, what would you say to your parents? I mean, I'd say they did a pretty good job at raising me in terms of just being there and whatnot. I mean, there was obviously times where there was like communication errors, which kind of came up from time to time. And I feel like that had some effects. But I mean, overall, I'd say they did a pretty good job. Okay. Caitlin? Um, my parents didn't really monitor my grades that much, which kind of taught me more like self discipline. They made sure like I was doing good and like mentally and like grade wise. But they were, like, super strict on anything, like, social. Like, they let me go to everything that I really wanted to go to, like, the events at school. So, I mean, I think they did a good job. Sam? Um, I think I think my parents also, they were, they did a very good job at balancing between, like, um, like freedom and, and, I guess, control. They didn't let me do, like, everything, but they were... They were very uh, uh, liberal with what I wanted to, with what I wanted to do. Um, there were definitely some points where they, I think they, 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 they tried to push me to do things like for a little too long. Like I, like for this year, my I quit. I quit my high school soccer team, and my parents really didn't seem to uh, like accept or like like accept that I really wanted to do it until maybe like the month before tryouts or something like they would, they would always be like, are you really sure you want to do that? Or like they would, they would be pushing me up until they finally realized that I didn't want to do it. But I, I think they, they never really would have like forced me to do it if I didn't want to, they would just like, they just kept trying to convince me to do it. Even when it was, I felt it was obvious that I didn't want to do it anymore. Okay. Logan. Um, I would just sort of want to thank my parents. Like I went, I went through a lot and they kind of stuck with me. Obviously you're not like, I, I didn't see eye to eye with them all the time, but they, they really helped a lot with, you know, mental health and that kind of stuff throughout high school, not just moving, like even, you know, my freshman and sophomore year in Florida. Um, and so I would definitely thank them. They were, I think for the most part, they were a good mix of present, but not overbearing. So that was really, really nice. Also, they pushed me academically, which was good and bad. 
because sometimes I, it wasn't fun. But other times, you know, I can look back and really be thankful for it because, like Ethan said, like I have, you know, a goal. I have the ability to go achieve that goal because of that. So, all great comments. This has been so insightful. I feel like I know you guys even better. Although I feel like I've watched you grow up, most of you, and over at least through high school, all of you. Um, do you guys think you'll still be friends in ten years? Of course, yeah, I really hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of you will be at the same college, but after that, who knows where life will take you and your jobs and. Um, families and wherever you go, but uh, I have a feeling you'll all still be friends too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for for talking to me. I I've been wanting to do this for a while, and I think this is perfect timing. And I can't even believe that you guys are all graduating next week. So I'll see you again. But I just want to <laughs> publicly wish you all great success and happiness in the future, and and keep in touch. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Jewel. Oh, it's been real, G. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was super fun for me. I hope you enjoyed it too. This group of young adults has been an important part of both of my boys' lives for almost their entire childhood. I know how very fortunate we are that my kids grew up with such a great group of friends. When our babies are little, we worry about them building social skills and developing friendships. And as much as we try to orchestrate those friendships through playdates and birthday parties, the truth is that they will eventually find their people without our help. Every time I talk to teens, and I talk to them every chance I get, I am reminded that they are our hope for the future. Despite the enormous curveball that COVID threw their way, they continue to demonstrate resilience and optimism. They are engaged in the world around them and passionate about making a difference in the lives of others. As I always post on my social media, hashtag teens will change the world. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Just another quick reminder that this will be my last episode until the fall. In the meantime, you can find all episodes of the podcast at highschoolhamsterwheel.com. Have a wonderful summer. I'll be back in the fall with a brand new episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, your gateway to a new dimension of wellness. Featuring discussions with world-renowned experts, pioneers, champions, and professionals. Experience high-end production, sophistication, and easily applicable tips and tricks for everyday life. Your journey to wellness, it starts here and it starts now. Tune in to the Wellness Driven Life Show and become a part of the evolution of driven living.